Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. Just mighty name, I will pray. I let God people say, Amen. Amen. I want to welcome you to this particular platform. And if you're joining us for the first time, on this platform, we preach the good news of Christ. We take our time to remind you about what the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus has brought upon us. It is through the death of Jesus that forgiveness of sins is being preached unto you and I today. If you check the whole scripture, most especially after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the apostles began to preach one message. Through this man, the forgiveness of sins is preached unto you. The death of Jesus is the reason why we can preach the forgiveness of sins unto you today. In Romans chapter 4, verse 25, the Bible says he was delivered from our sins and God raised him from the dead for our justification. The death of Jesus is the reason why we can preach unto you today that if you believe in Jesus, all your sins are forgiven. Because Jesus dying on that cross is the proof that he carried your sin. Because Jesus was sinless, he was blameless, he was spotless, Yet, he carried your sins. The only reason why he could even die was because he was carrying your sins. If Jesus refused to carry your sins, he would not die on that cross. If you go back to the Old Testament, whereby they made normal sacrifice, they brought, where they bring a lamb, a sheep, and all of those stuff, um, the whole idea is that the sinful man is going to look for a spotless lamb so let's assume you want to make a sin offering in the whole testament. So you that you are the sinful man, you will look for a lamb that is spotless without blemish. And then you carry the lamb to go and meet the priest. Listen, before the sacrifice, you are the sinful man. The lamb you brought was in coat, sinless, blameless, spotless. So when you get to the priest, you lay hands on the lamb and then you say prayer. And in the process of that prayer, your sin is transferred to the lamb and the spotlessness and the blamelessness of the lamb is transferred onto you. And immediately after that is done, the priest automatically takes that lamb and offer it as a sacrifice to the Lord. And that is exactly what Jesus did for you on the cross of Calvary. Jesus was blameless, he was spotless, innocent. We were the sinners. So Jesus decided to carry our sins and offer himself as a sacrifice. He, he was the worthy lamb. That's why the book of Revelation says, worthy is the lamb that was slain for you and I. And I'm rephrasing. But technically, in context, it says, that was slain to receive power, blessings, and riches. But in, in this context, Jesus was slain for your sins, for my sins. 
So today, when I after being born again, every single time I need to remind myself that my sins are forgiven. I am not trying to be forgiven by God. I received forgiveness at my salvation experience. And today I am free. There is no condemnation for me. And the same goes for you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 says, In Christ, we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins even according to the riches of God's grace. We are completely forgiven, past, present, and future. So you can come boldly to the throne of grace without any form of guilty conscience, knowing that the person who took your place on that cross was not an angel, was not just a mere man. That's the son of the living God himself, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So God loves you so much, he gave you Jesus. The real contest is to take your sins, to carry all of your sins past, present, and future. If you have doubts agreeing that your future sins are forgiven, then you must have been born before the time of Jesus because Jesus died for your sins in the past. That means he covered your sins in the future. Do you understand what I just said? <laughs> Jesus died for your sins in your past, in the past, so that your future sins can be forgiven before you were born. <laughs> and not just your sins, if you're born again, or better if you're yet to be born again listening to this, it doesn't matter where you are coming from. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus did much more for you than what you might have done right now. If you are to receive Jesus into your heart right now, if you declare him as your Lord and Savior, all of your sins, past, present, and future, will be wiped away and you will receive his forgiveness right now. And you will be justified, purified, sanctified. Glory to Jesus. Anyway, that's a good introduction. <laughs> and we've been on the series, the book of Psalms. Glory to God. We've been, the Psalms of David precisely, we've been exploring the book, some of the, we started yesterday, this is the day two, this is the part two of the series, and by the way, just for the fun of it, I hope you know the book of Psalms was not just written by David, there, there, there are 150 chapters in that book, but David didn't write the whole 150 chapters, there were some of those Psalms that were written by the sons of Korah, Korah, and hopefully if, you, if you're going to get there, no problem, if not, just keep that in your mind for FYI. So David didn't write all the Psalms. David wrote about maybe 70-something or about, Yeah, but he wrote most of the book of Psalms. And if we go back to Luke chapter 24, why are we studying the Psalms of David? Because it speaks all about Jesus. In one way or the other, it speaks about Jesus or highlights his finished works. But it's all about Jesus. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, verse 44. The Bible says, and he said to them, talking about Jesus, and he said to them, these are the words which I spake to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and in Psalms concerning me. This is Jesus preaching, and he said, you know what? He just resurrected, speaking to the disciples, and he said, all of these things must that was written concerning me must be fulfilled. And Jesus was telling them, you see, in the prophets, in the book of Moses, and in Psalms, these were the things I told you that were written concerning me. And then yesterday, we were able to see one of the things that was written about Jesus in the book of Psalms, chapter 22, which we'll just take it a step further today. Psalms chapter 22. Psalms chapter 22 comes immediately before Psalms chapter 23. And it's important we understand Psalm 22 so that we can appreciate Psalm 23. 
today we'll do the remaining verses of Psalm chapter 22 so that we can jump into Psalm chapter 23 tomorrow. But however, long before we can say the Lord is my shepherd in Psalm 23, we need to understand what happened in Psalm 22. And if you go back to Psalm 22, which I started teaching on yesterday, I only took one verse, verse 1, but today we'll read the remaining part of the verse. Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This was Jesus' punchline on the cross of Calvary. So when David was writing that psalm, they don't have the full understanding of that particular punchline. In fact, you will even think David was maybe going through a situation, maybe God left David. But this was a messiah psalm because on the cross of Calvary, many years after David wrote this, as was inspired by the Holy Spirit, Jesus was going to, on that cross of Calvary, say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yinka, why did God leave Jesus? Because he was carrying your sins. Am I saying God is a holy God? And even the book of Psalms says that later. And we're going to get there shortly. But the reason why God left Jesus was because he was carrying your sins. And now that you are born again, if you are born again, the reason why God will never leave nor forsake you is because you are carrying the righteousness of God. Glory to God. Jesus became sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21, the Bible says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. So Jesus experienced everything bad on his way to the cross and on that cross. God treated Jesus as if he was the world's greatest sinner. You know why? So that today God can treat you as if you are the world's most righteous person on the surface of the earth. Jesus experienced everything bad he became sin he was condemned so that he never be condemned he was beaten so that he never be beaten he took your place so that we can take his place god left him so that god will never leave you the believer today nor forsake you if you hear people tell you the holy spirit can leave you as a born again believer that's a teaching that is not scriptural jesus said i will send you a comforter he will be with you forever the book of romans says the gift and the calling of god is without repentance why god left jesus he was carrying your sins now you are carrying the righteousness of god god will never leave nor forsake you anyway so let's read the other verses of the book of psalms 22 Let, let's see more about this scripture to see how it's related to jesus or his suffering and or, or even his life to psalms 22 verse 2 oh my god i cry in the daytime but thou hearest me not and in the night season and i'm not silent but thou art holy hold thou in that in abyss the praise of israel i'm reading kjv and kjv has all of this s s in it so let me read it again it's tweeting my tongue but let me read it again verse two sorry verse three this time but thou art holy O thou that inhabit test the praises of israel now, we, we, we saw the reason why in the first place on verse 1, why have you forsaken me? The whole idea of reason why God had to leave Jesus, even though Jesus was the son of God. But at that point, he was carrying your sins. Verse 3 says, but thou art holy. God is a holy God. And God is a just God. If God did not allow Jesus to die for our sins, and is blessing us today, is forgiving us today and is declaring us righteous today, then God will be an unjust God. Because the justice of God says the wages of sin is death. 
and there is no sin to punish that a just God or a holy God will overlook. So the justice of God, the holiness of God says that every sin must be punished. However, because God also loves you, the love of God says that the Son of God was going to pay for the sins of the Son of Man. God made the Son of God to become Son of Man so that you and I who believe in Jesus becomes the Son of God. Listen, so justice was met and the love of God also came into play. So our sins, your sins, my sins, justice says they must be punished. But the love of God allowed that punishment to not come on us, but to come on the Son of the living God himself. I hope you know we call Jesus the Son of God, but Jesus is also God himself. So on that cross of Calvary, in quote, the justice of God demanded justice from sinful man, but the love of God decided to pay the ransom to the justice of God. So on that cross of Calvary, I want you to keep this somewhere in your mind. The love of God was paying a ransom to the justice of God on the cross of Calvary. So now that Jesus has died, justice has been met. And the love of God was also put into play. So Jesus died for your sins. That's justice. You should have died. You didn't die. His son died instead. That's love. So on that cross of Calvary, justice was met and the love of God was revealed unto you and I. And you see, today you might go through stuff and the enemy might want you to doubt the fact that God loves you. At times, you might not get the money you want to use for a particular thing at a particular time. But God still loves you. God loves you on your good days. He loves you on your ugly days. The love of God is not even based on how good you are. It is based on how good God is. You can't earn the love of God. That means you can't unhearn the love of God. God will not love you more than he has already loved you. He has loved you with an everlasting love. And if he won't love you more, he won't love you less. And when you received that love, when he chose to love you, it wasn't your good works. It wasn't your obedience that made you hand the work. In fact, the Bible says Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. So you didn't, God didn't choose to love you because you were born again. No, God has loved you. That's why he sent Jesus even in the first place. Now, if your obedience did not make God to love you, then your disobedience cannot make God to stop loving you. God has loved you with an everlasting love. Glory to God. The cross is the proof of God's love for you, not your situation. No matter what you go through, don't allow the enemy to play your mind and make it like, if God really loves you, how come you're going through this situation? If God really loves you, how come you don't have this yet? If God really loves you, I've shared this story a number of times. When I was in Nigeria, 2016, I believe I was applying for direct entry to University of Ibadan in Nigeria. And when I applied, it was 2016 that God gave me the revelation of his unconditional love. And I started preaching it at that time. But I applied for direct entry in the University of Ibadan. And, you know, the way I always put it is, they said, I know book too much. <laughs> you have to understand pidgin English. You understand what I just said? But anyway, they didn't give me the admission. And then and they didn't, when they told me about the news, when I realized I wasn't given the admission, I really didn't feel bad about it. I was just like, God, you know what? You have better plans for my life. And then while still in the same season of getting that news that I wasn't given the admission, the enemy came and just he threw a thought into my heart. And then I will never forget. The thought, the enemy threw in my heart was, it, it says, 
if you you always claim God loves you, if God really loves you, how come they didn't give you admission at the University of Ibada? I will never forget that thought. It, it just came into my mind. And immediately I had in my spirit, I was just able to reply that thought immediately. It's called the shield of faith. You just, you respond immediately. And I said, in fact, the fact that I did not get this admission is the proof that God loves me because he has better plans on my life. So that I get a job or I didn't get a job is not the proof that God loves me. The cross is the proof of God's love for me. The Son of God Himself taking my place on the cross. That is the peak. And it's the same for you. So that you have money in your account or you don't have, is not the determinant of does God love you or not. No, the cross is the determinant of God's love for you. And Jesus died for you and for me. That means God loves you and He can never stop loving you. There's nothing that can separate you from His love. Glory to God. Anyway, verse 4 Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted and thou did delivers them so at times you will see the voice of david at times you will see the the voice inspired by the holy spirit that speaks about jesus david was writing psalms 22 and then at times he speaks at times this we just inspire him to say something else about it related to the suffering of jesus and then he goes back to saying something about himself anyway verse 5 they cried to thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. Verse 6. Now he began to speak about Jesus again. Jesus suffering. But I am a worm and no man a reproach of men and despised by despised of the people. Verse 7. All they... Oh my gosh. KJV version. Sorry guys. <laughs> anyway, verse 7. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the leap they shake the head saying he trusted on the lord that he would deliver him let him deliver him seeing he delighted in him but doubt at he that took me out of the womb doubt it makes me hope when i was upon my mother's breast i was cast upon thee from the womb thou art my god from my mother's belly be not far from me for trouble is near for there is none to help many bulls have compassed me strong bulls of bashan have beset me round they gave upon me with their mouth as a ravening and a roaring lion i am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint my heart is like wax it is melted in the midst of my boils. My strength is dried up like a post, like a pot shirt, and my tongue cleaved to the jaws. For thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Now, by the way, so in Psalm 22, you will see in some verses, you will see some of the sufferings of Jesus expressed. And other times you will see David expressing how he feels, what he thinks. So you, you, you should be able to just see the letters. When you read these verses, you think, is this David or is this the suffering of Jesus? But the verses I'm about to read right now speaks a lot about the sufferings of Jesus. So let me show you. Verse 15. My strength is dried up like a pot's herd and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. 
and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Verse 16. For dogs has compassed me, and the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hand and my feet. Punchline. They pierced my heart and my feet. Sorry, my hands and my feet. This was what happened to Jesus on the cross of Calvary. They pierced his hand and his feet. So if you go back to Luke 24, when Jesus was speaking to his disciples, and he said, this were the things I told you was written about me. That must be fulfilled from the law of Moses, from the prophets, and from Psalms. They pierced the hands of Jesus and his feet. And then verse 17, I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. And on the cross of Calvary, you remember the point where they had to choke Jesus even with spear. And the bones of Jesus, you would literally, because he was beaten. And Jesus was beaten. In fact, the fact that he was beaten today is the reason why we can say he himself took our infirmity. Because every strokes of Cain that fell upon Jesus speaks about all your diseases and sickness Jesus carried on his body. When they were beating him, he was carrying your coronavirus. He was carrying your malaria. He was carrying your Ebola. He himself took your infirmities by his stripes. All of those beatings that really showed his bones that he was talking about here. All of those reasons are the reasons why you can never be sick today. By his stripes, you have been made healed. Glory to God. You are not trying to be healed. The born-again believer is not begging God for healing. No, healing is actually being received the same way forgiveness is received at salvation you receive forgiveness you receive total healing so when you sense any pain in your body you declare lord i declare that jesus took my infirmity so i command healing to manifest in this area of my life in jesus name that's all you need you don't need any special prayer for healing someone will verse three he will forgive all my sins and heal my diseases the same verse one of the benefits doesn't God doesn't want you to forget. Pain is not part of God's plan for you. Jesus took your pain. So Jesus was like, my, my bones were staring at me. And that was what that was exactly how much he suffered for you and I. I think you must have seen Passion of Christ. The Passion of Christ is the movie that was able to, to an extent, um, portray what Jesus went through on his way to the cross. But you know, even in that passion of Christ, the the Jesus character was beaten but you could still see some of his flesh jesus was really beaten to the point where his bones were staring at him both in the back both in the front and he went through all of these things so that you would never go to any of them glory to jesus so it's your, your your health jesus paid for it you cannot be sick today and even if you feel any pain in your body if doctor tells you anything Contrary to you having a sound mind, you declare the word of God, Jesus took my infirmity and by stripes I have been made healed. Every stripes on the body of Jesus speaks about every of your sickness he carried on his body. It has been paid for. And I want to remind you from time to time that somebody paid for your healing because that's how faith comes. So that you don't, uh, you don't get comfortable with pain. You don't get comfortable with sickness. You don't say things like it's your regular sickness. There's nothing like that. I thought you said you're born again. Because for the born again believer, it should be your regular good health. Sound mind should be your regular lifestyle. Glory to Jesus. And then verse 18. 
depart my garments among them and cast lot upon my venture. So that's also one of the sufferings of Jesus. And then in verse 18, I think David went back to normal. Sorry, verse 19. But be thou not far from me, O Lord, my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorn. So this is David speaking again. So you can, so it's more like, oh, this is David. This is the suffering of Jesus. This is David, David's lifestyle or David, David talking right now. And this is the Holy Spirit speaking to David about the sufferings of Jesus. Anyway, verse 22, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All the seeds of Jacob glorify him and fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he had not despised nor, abad, nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither had he hid his face from him, but when he cried to him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I'll pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall heat and be satisfied. They will praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. And all the kindred of the nation shall worship before thee. For the kingdom of the for the kingdom is the Lord, and he is the governor among the nation. All they that be fat upon the earth shall heat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him. And none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born that he had done this now by the way he started psalm 22 by saying my god my god have you forsaken me and some of the punch lines again speaks about the sufferings of jesus after the sufferings of jesus after the death the burial and resurrection of jesus our message today is to preach unto you the righteousness of god romans 1 16 says I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation unto those who believe. For Jeremy, the righteousness of God is revealed. The good news of Christ unveils, reveals the righteousness of God. One person's righteousness, God's righteousness, which is a gift that cannot be achieved but to be received. Not my righteousness, not your righteousness, not my sinfulness. The gospel doesn't unveil man's sinfulness. Man was in sin. That's why God made provision for his righteousness. The gospel will point you not to your sin, but to the righteousness of God. And if you read the last verse in the book of Psalm 22, it says, they shall come and declare his, whose righteousness? His righteousness, the Lord's righteousness, to a people that shall be born. Talking about we that will be born again, our message will be the Lord's righteousness. And I know the book of Jeremiah says something like, like this as well, that God said he will raise preachers or shepherds or teachers unto his people and their message will be the lord our righteousness today it's not about you it's all about jesus it's not about the things you do or the things you do it's about what christ has done for you and her and if you understand this psalm 22 started with the sufferings of jesus in the middle talked a lot about suffering of jesus and now hopefully after his death burial resurrection we started talking about his righteousness without understanding he jumps into psalm 23 he says the lord is my shepherd 
So David didn't just was not just inspired to just start the Lord's Shepherd without talking about the sufferings and the pain Jesus went through because he was carrying our sins. The reason why today the Lord is your shepherd is because you are no longer a sinner if you're born again. You are now the righteousness of God. So God is your shepherd. You shall not want. So understanding Psalm 22 really, really is a good foundation to understanding Psalm 23. Glory to Jesus. So tomorrow we'll continue exactly from here. We'll just dive straight into Psalm 23 and we'll keep enjoying ourselves from the Psalms of David. Glory to God. Precious Father, we thank you. Thank you because your word is life, is light. And there's nothing more beautiful than just seeing Jesus, even from the book of Psalms. Seeing how he suffered for me, how he took my place on the cross of Calvary, and every other person listening to me, there's nothing more beautiful. Our price bills have been fully paid, fully paid. So we can just walk as a free man and enjoy our freedom in Christ, knowing that you're a God of love who loves us, and you gave up yourself for us. Let this mind and consciousness be in every one of us. To the glory of your name, in Jesus' mighty name I be prayed. And let God's people say, Amen. Thank you for connecting from any part of the world you're able to join us from. We have other content, over 650 other content you can listen to from time to time. And you can follow us on MixLR as well. Just type True Spirituality Network, either on MixLR or even on Google, You'll be able to access our website or you can follow us on our social media platform and even mix LR so that you can get notifications every anytime I go live to preach or to teach like this. It's been an awesome time. It's been an awesome time. All right. We'll continue exactly from here tomorrow. Thank you. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And what I'm doing right now, begin to speak to you in Psalms because Ephesians chapter 5 says, speaking to one another in in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody to god in your heart and i just want you to know just like god says in psalm 23 that he is your shepherd and he's always with you even when you don't feel it so you have all that you need you may not see it because your sight is limited but if you focus on this world you realize you have all that you need long before you were born his supply is far greater than whatever you ever need on earth if he could give you jesus he will give you every other thing you would ever need long before you get to that season he has made provisions available for you and he wants you to know this don't focus on your bank account to define who you are if he could give you jesus he will give you everything god giving us jesus is the proof that he has done for you much more than he will ever do for you he has given you much more than you ever need so just focus on him because you have all that you need and he has made you to lie down in greener pastures in green pastures and when he wants you to lie down he wants you to rest and not stress because he's always working most times you don't feel it so you get worried you get anxious but he says in his word that he has made you to lie down and if he has made you to lie down then rest stop trying to figure out things on your own just allow god to do the things he's doing in your life and he leads you beside the still water where everything is cool calm and collected he restores your soul if your heart is troubled before you came here the lord has restored your soul in the mighty name of jesus oh glory to god and though you walk through the valley of shadow of death you don't have to be afraid because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world glory to god and surely God's goodness God's favor 
got unfailing love is what is running after you village people are not chasing you <laughs> it's the goodness of god that is hunting you down it is pursuing you all the days of your life and you rest in the house of the lord forever and ever in jesus name amen If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus